If you're wondering what is on the bottom of my shoe, I stepped in a big pile of Taylor Swift on the way here. And I don't know how to get it off. John Bird, any advice? Um, well, you don't want to mess up our carpet in here. Um, maybe get uh, your debit card and scrape. Mm. You know, or you could take your shoes off. I mean, you could rinse them. But uh, are you sure that that's dog dung? What does it look like from there? Hold on, let me smell it. <laughs> no, it's not dog feces. I'm not sure what it is. Mm. It's fine. I'm not taking my shoes off. I, I don't like taking my shoes off at people's place. It's just weird. It's a little too well, if you're intimate. Wearing, no, if you're wearing socks, it's a whole different ball game. I still. They're sort of like shoes. I still, shoe think it's, I still think it's weird. Uh, anyway, welcome to a new live version yes. of Over the Line. Tony Gump here as well. Yeah, Tony Gump. Everybody here, glad to be back in the saddle. As It always seems like it's been forever every time we, you know, what were we in here for? Friday mm -hmm. with Lindenberg. Yep. And so it's only been two days, but it feels like it's been an eternity. This is our brand new schedule for those of you watching us live. Monday is our new day, 6 p.m. And then we will be putting out other content throughout the week. Uh, for sure, Thursday is going to be our dedicated yes. uh, other gimmick. Live. So uh, live. We'll We'll see what's happening. You see the title of this uh, this podcast, and we'll get into that in a minute with the Grammys were uh, last night, Man. and it was a little weird. And, and listen, we don't watch the Grammys, so we don't want to put out the perception that we all you know sat and watched the whole thing. We just we find out about it on the backside and through the headlines and everything else, realize how weird the music industry the grammys that's that's music yeah right? that's music not not movies just music right okay uh how weird that really weird. is but before we get into that there was a really kind of dumb situation that probably means nothing to our audience mm. but leland was telling a story on uh on my show about being at the YMCA one day and some old man who was naked <laughs> had his leg hiked up on on the, the counter and he was blow-drying his ball sack. That's <laughs> never good. And when nah. he told this story, my buddy Kevin, who is a fellow brother in tennessee uh, he's a he's a vol as well, mm -hmm. uh, he sent me, which he does often, a an audio clip of him singing. And I don't know why he does that. He's not a bad singer. He just likes to sing and send it to his friends. Uh, he sent me a song called Balls in the Wind. Yes. And it was a simple, you know, 15-second... W w what's the original song he got that from? I, I thought it was completely original. Okay, maybe it's an original. I think it just came it right out of his brain. sounded something like, The Balls in the Wind! Mm-hmm. I was thinking Seeger against the wind, and he was doing that or something. Is that, is that what it is? What is no, it had a it had an '80s hair metal band vibe. That's With what I got. In the wind. And I just couldn't let it get it out of my head. Open the window, let the sunshine in. <laughs> it was something like that. Yeah. So uh, essentially, I was like, "That's catchy." John Burt's like, "Let's put some music behind it." So you did. Mm. We played it on the show, but now you're telling me you made a music video for I, it. I can't let it go. I've made a music video for it. I have not seen this, Tony Gump. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you hadn't seen it either. I so have not seen this. Let's uh, <laughs> let's give it a shot We're and see what happens. Here. here we go. Oh, that is so good. And the roof flipping off the house. Oh, that's good. I can't wait for him to see that. He's going to die. He's going to let it go. Now I feel better. I've got it off. Got it off my chest. Oh, it's out of my system now. That's good. <laughs> we need to post that. We've yeah. got a bunch of catching up to do because uh, we have um, your training video on how to put a garbage bag on your 
That's car. Right. We got to get that uploaded for the people that are subscribed to this channel. Uh, what else? I feel like the proof of my window being down where I was on the interstate. Yes, that. Yeah, we'll have to put that together. Uh, you dropped your phone out of the window going down the interstate. It was run over by a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> yes. And then you got it home, even though it was cracked. Shot yeah, a video. iPhone 8. Woo! And, yeah, that's a tough phone. Uh, I'll give you that for sure. By the way, for people that are just joining us, you, you had a good weekend. I like to wrap up people's weekend to see how it went. You had a good weekend? Yeah. You seem surprised. Like, you weren't ready for that. <laughs> yeah. No, I had a great weekend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tony Gump, how was your weekend? Uh, pretty busy, but it was a good weekend. We had a, a grandkid's birthday party and a few other things going nice. on. Nice. Good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, This episode... I thought a lot about, and as we stated, we don't watch the Grammys, uh, but it happened last night, and as I kind of recapped it a little bit, I, I'm gonna be let, let me reset because the Grammys actually had nothing to do with this topic coming to me in the first place. This actually happened Sunday. Uh, before I, I didn't know the Grammys were on until this morning. I didn't know they happened. And uh, yesterday, it came up about Taylor Swift, you know, being tied in with being a witch or Satanism or something. And so Trish and I devolve into this big, long conversation and looking into all these different things. And then the Grammys happened, but she was obviously there. I don't know if she won anything. Have y'all seen anything on that? I heard she won Best Album. Yeah, that's right. But I I'm using no Grammys, no Grammys. So she wins Best Album, people, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, Killer Mike, familiar with Killer Mike? Mm -hmm. He's a big Bernie bro. Yeah. Uh, he got arrested after winning, I think, three Grammys, which is always exciting. That helps your street cred. Yeah. Uh, if <laughs> if kill if your name being Killer Mike isn't enough, you get arrested at the Grammys. So, uh, we start digging into it, and I, I've kind of heard some of the things about Taylor Swift and some ritualistic things happening with her messaging and especially with their concerts. Mm -hmm. And so, again, we get into this big, long, you know, deep dive of investigating, and there is a lot of stuff out there. A really? lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I say we get into some of that. But it, actually, the first part, the Grammys, I think is just a satanic vibe in the first place. And oh, I, yeah. I'm it started not, last year with Sam Smith. Right. And I'm Man. not trying to be Mr. Oh, the, the devil's everywhere. But there's weird stuff going on in the music industry. It has for a long time. Mm -hmm. But now it's reached a different level. There was last night on the Grammys, I think you had... Lil Nas X, who's always doing something satanic, his last promotion thing, he pretended to convert to Christianity only to come out and make some sort of big blasphemous, you know, thing of him being on a cross and all this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, there was another singer, and her name is uh, Olivia Rodriguez or something. I think that's what you said today. Uh, Tony, pull up this article. Uh, okay. Let's see. The 2022 Grammys were full of satanic rituals. Lil Nas X on stage, blah, blah, blah. 2023, Sam Smith headlined with the uh, edgy satanic performance. Uh, keep going down. And so there's this chick, all right? Olivia Rodrigo is her name. She performed another satanic theme song to, to delight of the crowd. Olivia started off by rubbing blood all over herself, oh. including her face, while singing about a demon vampire sucking her blood. Then the walls begin to bleed. What Come on, y'all. So here's here's the video right here. Let's Play watch this. And, and uh, yeah, just get started. We may have to mute it just for the music's sake. Okay. Just play it and see what happens. It's it's too satanic. Just refresh the whole page, see what it does. Right. Maybe the internet's like, oh no no, you're not bringing the devil in here. There we go. Here we go. Okay, yeah. so here's the most innocent up and coming star. 
in the whole music industry, Olivia Rodrigo, and there's Satan incarnate. <laughs> they're they're still swift. Watch this innocent little flower start rubbing blood all over her fucking face and chest. Oh, man. Uh... Uh, she sings about a demon vampire sticking his teeth into her neck and sucking the blood out from under her. This is obviously her sacrifice song. Uh, there we go. It's got to really kill your dating life, you know? Man, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Olivia. You're gone. You're the lost cause. And then blood just starts fucking <laughs> pouring from the fucking wall. Oh, my God. Good like, grief. This is, like, the cutest little, like, 20-year-old little angel in all of music. And she's performing, rubbing blood on her fucking face as blood pours from the walls and she sings about bleeding out. So you got to ask yourself, okay, you've got, again, this precious little 20-year-old who is singing some of the country or maybe the world's top pop songs. Mm -hmm. And the gimmick that we're going to go with at the Grammys, which this is probably the biggest performance of her lifetime. Oh, yeah, no doubt. She is... Rubbing blood all over herself while the walls behind her bleed. I mean, she wants it that bad. She wants the Tony. Fame. Take her off the screen. She's creeping me out. Please. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. getting. I'm getting nervous. She with she, her mouth open like yeah. that. She wants that She'll fame and everything blood. so bad. Sell her soul. It's an age old question. Um, that. And people have always brought it up. Like people that get this super amount of fame, sell their soul to the devil. Okay. Now I I don't know if that's real. It seems like it would be real by the way people act, because this girl. What? Why? Why add that into your your gimmick? Uh, you, you're singing about a vampire, but it's supposed to be you know a, a toxic relationship or something. Like you don't have to. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm just turning into an old man. No, I mean, that that's just, I mean, I, I think somebody's pulling the strings on this, and they said, okay, here's our idea. Here's what we're going to do. Mm. And she, of course, is going to be, yeah, 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 yeah. It's creepy, it's control, man. man. Now, all those things had to pass the, the standards and checks of the production of the people, so they all agreed to let all this happen. Yeah, and it's well, also. After last year, after last year, that come. Completely open the door for yeah. whatever. Well, and this, like, compared to last year, this is actually not quite as bad. Mm -hmm. Like, last year was pretty bad. God. Uh, it's, it's crazy, though, when you think of the day and age, or, you know, we're kind of past it, but the FCC, for instance, mm -hmm. which we on the radio are regulated by, uh, there's certain words we can't say, and we've been through it on this podcast. You know, we can talk about... Um, uh, we can't talk about body parts, but we can call somebody a body part. Yes. Or you can't say the F word. You can say bitch. You could say ass. Damn. Uh, but but it's it, it it's what do they call it? Indecency mm -hmm. laws, indecency regulations. So you got to be careful. Like, hefty fine too. Right. And, well, in implementing it into a sexual context mm -hmm. or whatever. We're regulated by that, just like TV. And maybe TV's got a little more leeway, because I've been hearing them say cuss words that I thought we were allowed to say. I think that depends on time of day in certain stations. Yes, yeah. that, that's actually right. So I wonder where this is not got cursing or anything like that. When do we get into the indecency realm on some of this crap? Because, and, and I'm for freedom of expression. I am. I always have been. I think they should be able to do whatever they want to do. Well, I mean, they've simulated sex on there before. I think anything short of showing a breast or penis or vagina, anything like that, short of that, it's probably a. And I'm like, if we're going to go this route, like, at least let me, like, on the wheel of segments, where we're talking about a naked man, like, allow me to to reference the guy's dick by calling it as such. And mm -hmm. I don't have to say Wee Willie Winker. Mm -hmm. Okay? I'm just... That would be nice. Just give us some leeway. It's weird, man. Wow, you you, you try and get a lot of 
leeway yourself. I, I, have to. <laughs> well, I mean, we do kind of skirt the lines. Um, the lines get the uh, um, <laughs> So this brings me to my main point, which is T-Swift. Um, mm-hmm. There is, and y'all are like me probably, you don't listen to Taylor Swift. Uh, Taylor Swift is on, on my radar for political reasons. Mm-hmm. And the power that she has to get the Swifties, if you will, to vote the way she wants them to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, she's got this same vibe that this little Olivia girl had going on in the sense of witchcraftery, or however you would say it, mm-hmm. sorcery, if you will. And I don't know nothing about the witch world, but I want to give you an example, personal example, Uh-oh. as to why it is possible that there's some weird stuff going on. First of all, she's referred to herself as a witch, which we'll get into. Uh, but on a personal note, Trish uh, liked Taylor Swift for a moment in time. And so she started, and, and I hope I'm telling this right. Maybe I'm a little off, but I'm trying to get the the, the main picture here. Mm-hmm. Followed at least either Taylor Swift or Taylor Swift style pages on Instagram. Right after that, she all of a sudden was flooded with friend request or follow request on Instagram by witches what? on Instagram. I mean, countless accounts of people claiming to be witches wanting to follow Trish. To, to the point that you're like, where how, are there? How many witches are there? Like, it, it was like a never ending list. And we couldn't figure it out for a while. And when we were having this conversation yesterday, we were like, maybe they're all on the same page here. And the witches. Or like, let's uh, let's get on the Swifties and and convert them to the dark side. Man, mm. now I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I don't know. No, nah, I'm just saying. <laughs> that, that, okay, I understand that sounds like a stretch, but let's just go through the facts of the deal. Okay, that's mm-hmm. just a precursor. Here is a performance of Taylor Swift in Mexico City, and this is from last year. And just watch the imagery and just give me your you guys' genuine reaction okay. as to what you think about In this. Okay, go ahead and mute that just so we don't get dinged for playing I'm Taylor Swift. Bohemian Grove vibes. Right. That's where that's what I'm thinking. And Taylor Swift is simply a girl who sings about bad relationships. Mm-hmm. Well, how is this portraying a bad relationship? That's got to be a bad relationship. I don't know. And again, I, I already know people in the comments of this video are going to hammer me. But I'm just trying to look at big picture here and say symbolism is everything to these people. Whether or not Taylor Swift is a witch or evil or whatever. To the evil people, symbolism is everything. It's a real, yeah, it's the they real deal. They want you to know what their deal is, whether that's a hell Satan or Illuminati or what. They want you to know. They want to give you signals that that's their gimmick without outright saying it. Mm-hmm. So that's why symbolism is so important to these people. And this is, um, that's what this seems like. This is. Yeah, and those people that are in on all this, they know what to look for exactly, you know, with symbols and stuff. Like, when I think of Taylor Swift fans, Swifties going to a con- I, I don't see them being into this kind of stuff. So, it's just like a... I, I'm, I'm going to get hammered for even yeah, doing pro- the show. I mean, honestly, I don't pay attention. I think Taylor Swift had one good Christmas song. That's really where I come from. But all this stuff, it could just be a show, but there might be something else to it. I really don't know. They're going to cast a spell on me. I already know. I'm screwed. I had somebody cast a spell on me one time. Really? Mm-hmm. What happened? It was about the, the 2020 
election, as a matter of fact. Some random liberal on Facebook wanted to bet me $1,000 that Joe Biden would win, which he didn't, so I didn't technically lose. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, whatever happened, happened, and he's like, all right, pay up. And I said, okay. I said, we didn't set any parameters on how I pay. I said, so I'll give you $1 a month for the next 1,000 months. <laughs> it just a really long time. It was like 30 years or something. Um, and so he got mad about that, and he went to his friend in Oregon uh, and had her cast a spell on me. And it was that I was going to have money problems and I was never going to advance my career and all this. It was crazy. This was before I was at 99.5. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I had, a, I had a spell cast on me. Man. Yeah. Have you tried to break it? I, I don't know. I kind of forgot about it, actually. I'll um, do some research and see if I can. I mean, it may have worked. I had indigestion after I heard about it, <laughs> and a little constipation, but. That's probably just the sugar pill effect of hearing about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, if you're a witch and you're watching this, please don't cast a spell on me. I don't need that right now. I just want to know, is this what I think it is? Because I think this is what I think it is. You know the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of people would argue, oh, it's just theater. It's just theater. But why the gimmick? Why why the right. why, why the 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 style the um you know the theme? Why this theme? If you go through in the and, and that's just one show, but go through and look at some of her videos. All right, the further you get in Taylor Swift's career, the more kind of dark and yeah. and evil her videos get. You can see right here, this is um this is just a collage. You can play the audio in this one. A collage of of just different Taylor Swift scenes, and you can see. No, pause that. I mean, I pause it, but mute it. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's like I didn't want to play it. There it goes. Yeah, it's still going. Come on. Here you go. I think it all shifted with her when they bought her music, uh, the four albums or whatever. Oh, yeah, the Soros deal. Yeah, I think once he bought her music, she kind of changed and got all kinds of attention, was on lots of magazines and stuff somehow. Hmm. And maybe Andrew's just not cool and he doesn't understand what's what's trendy or what's, uh, you know, what's popular. She's literally bathing in diamonds right there. Hmm. At least fake ones. The thing about Taylor Swift, this is this is what gets people so... This is what gets the Swifties going, is the fact that there is symbolism and messages in her music in the sense of uh, she would take subtle shots at other people, Mm -hmm. whether it's in the music industry or like she was dating some famous guy and he ended up cheating on her, so she ends up, you know... Uh, mentioned it in a song, not directly, but kind of right. in a, in a yeah, roundabout that was her, way. That was her thing. Everybody knew her for. So it's symbolism in a way, and she just like look at this. See, to me, she was a good, talented artist that sang well and played and all that, and then she just like sold out. There's something about. There's something about being that famous. That you got to do, you got to do something to get that. Like, that's a level of fame. That fame is not necessarily organic. Right. It is driven. Manufactured, really. Manufactured by people with power and money in that industry. The people in the music industry get to decide what's the most popular. Oh, and there's teams of people right now thinking about what's next and getting right. ready, you know. And so they direct this to the people because, I, I mean, at the end of the day, if we take the top 10 pop songs over the past 10 years, they don't really sound a whole lot different. That's interesting you say that. I follow um, I follow a guy who's been a, uh, in the music industry for years, and he's got um, his, own, his own thing going, and one of the videos – that uh, or he does a video where he does the top ten, and he's 
he musically breaks them apart and says, you know, you know, he knows like chord structures and things. And he said that uh, um, for the past year, there have been an average of three actual songs on the top and the rest of them are loops where it's just like the same thing over and over again. Interesting. Yeah, and he did mention, you know, he said there's just no soul to it. Right. That's the point. You know, you've got not... five or six people writing a song. That No, they're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's exactly what it is. So they decide what people end up liking, and then they have the ability to make this person a superstar. And Taylor Swift's claim to fame at her concerts mm-hmm. is how elaborate and how interactive her concerts are. Those same people are the ones that put all that together, and they make these people larger than life, but they control them. And that's where politics comes in, because mm-hmm. the, the left is extremely tied in with the music industry, Hollywood, entertainment in Absolutely. general. Absolutely. And they build these people up to where they can be used as a tool for whatever agenda by whatever group of people wants to do and you can see that by because here's the thing taylor swift knows if she diverts from what she's supposed to do they will crush her and not in the sense of just take her career away they'll do to her like they did kanye west kanye west was larger than life in the hip-hop industry had a vast career over many years and countless number one hits and once he went off the reservation, what happened? They throw him in a mental hospital. They yeah. drug him up. He comes out. He's never been the same. He's been a zombie. He talks crazy now because they put him on all those meds so he would come out and be like, he didn't mean that Trump stuff. He's crazy. Yeah. They'll do the same thing to Taylor Swift. Oh, it would be brutal. They wouldn't just stop the NFL cam on her. It would be very, Mm-mm. very bad. Yeah. I don't know. She'd be, she'd be an awful human being. And I'm, I'm convinced that's what happened to Kanye. It, it, it may not even just been the Donald Trump. Hey, I like Donald Trump because mm-hmm. that timeline is very close together. But something happened where Kanye started going away from the official narrative. And it's going to be interesting as we're hearing, as I've talked on the show, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, these guys are talking openly about giving Trump a chance what happens to them. I mean, if enough do it, you can't ruin everybody. Yeah, man, it'll be tough to bring Snoop down. He, I know. He is, he is now generational. Uh I don't know, man. Yeah, I think Snoop's untouchable for them, really. Yeah. Here's another video. In this one right here, we'll play the audio on this one. Uh, this is, I think this is some African guy that's kind of narrating the, uh, the, the links between Taylor Swift and kind of this demonic vibe mm-hmm. that some are giving in the music industry. Good grief. I mean... She has to be doing what they say. Yeah, just, look at that. Look at that! Oh, oh, there she is as the devil. Okay. Man. Here's somebody who was a recording artist who had to quit a soon-to-be music career when she was told that all she needed to do in order to blow up, in order to have all the fame, all she needed to do was to sell her soul. I'm not kidding. Listen to this. Um, and was working on singles, had songs on the radio. Uh, I opened up for Nicki Minaj. I opened up for, um, who was it? Not Pitbull, oh my gosh, it's so, so long ago. I don't want to throw names. You could just Google my previous hmm. name, CC Segura. Oh, just seeing it gives me the cringe because that whole name itself is a whole story. But so the very first time when I was working with this producer, we were working on my first album to get me shopped to get a, a major deal and we were taking a break from recording this album and he took me around the studio and this is someone who's been in the industry like he's worked with big names and so he was like hey so you know that if you were to sell your soul to the devil you can have instant fame tomorrow 
Yes, a music wow. producer I was working with. He actually said those words. He actually said those words. Listen to this other admission from somebody. I like this dude's commentary, the by the industry. way. Listen this to this. It's even more crazier. I've been in rooms at the, the top of the top, which albums are prayed over demonically. Music is prayed over demonically. And um, that goes out to the world, goes out to the radio stations, goes out to the public. And when you see that stuff and know that stuff, it's frightening. What do you mean by that, Shane, prayed over demonically? So uh, rituals, ceremonies, everything to bring, um, uh, to give light to, to, to the devil, to Satan. It's, it's a satanic music industry. See, the enemy knows that with a lot of power comes a lot of influence. Influence to lead many souls away from the Lord God. That's why the fruits of many popular worldly music is usually sinful. Well, when I look at the, the way the industry um, has the ruling over music, now, of course, not all Ice Cube was bad, talking about this the other day. Not, yeah. Majority of it well, it was on somebody's podcast, Bill, right? Bill Moore, I think. Yeah. I mean, would you call me a liar if I said that most secular music promotes the love of money, pride, sexual immorality, violence, drug abuse, all the sewage from Satan's heart. And in this case with Taylor Swift, it's witchcraft and Christian mockery. I mean, you'll see for yourself in a moment. Taylor Swift is one of the largest worldly music stars of our generation. The I want this guy on the podcast. She has is so Let's talk about Taylor and Swift. <laughs> are devoted and I mean really devoted fans of her. But behind all the glitter and the glamour, there's a the glamour. witchcraft and anti-Christian agenda that she's peddling. I mean, Taylor says that she's a Christian. She even has a Christian background. But one of her music videos titled You Need to Calm Down is one very sad video. Should have called it You Need to Get Paid. Choosing <laughs> to push an agenda that goes against the word of God. And at the same time, marking those who hold fast to the word of God. Let me walk you through it. But the whole premise of this video was to promote the LGB agenda. As you see rainbows everywhere in this scene. You can also see two men getting married here, as well as many popular celebrities who are in the LGB. RuPaul, Ellen DeGeneres. Rugged looking and rusty people who are supposed to represent Christians. Taylor says this about them, but you would rather be in the dark ages making that sign must have taken all night if you look closely taylor depicts these people as uneducated bigots for they cannot even spell this word right here so <laughs> this word is backwards and lame according to her right she also did okay so he's going into a, a, a whole thing where uh, Taylor Swift is actually, you know what? Back it up a few seconds where this guy talks. I'm trying to remember if I saw what he said. Play that real quick and then we'll get into uh, it. Right. She also did this. But she has a, a, a depiction of Jesus with the long hair, with the, the, it's the whole Jesus look that's popular uh, in, in paintings and so forth. And he, she's making him a full blown flaming, you know, transgender guy. And she, he, it's, it's almost like he's being given communion. By a lady next to him that uh, appears to be a lady, and it's just blasphemy. It reminded me of Madonna man. a lot. And yeah. uh, I'm sorry, man. You claim to love Jesus and depict him in such a wicked way, uh, and put. And by the way, it's a different Jesus. See the water. Okay. So there's that. I, I mean, on on one side of it, okay, to, uh, the homosexual, um, you know, idea, and like that, that's kind of foregone for a lot of people. Like it's not a big deal to anybody. It's just who, whoever, who is, and if you are a believer and you think homosexuality is wrong, it's actually your role to not judge these people and to treat them like anybody else and love them like anybody else. Okay, that's we know that. Mm -hmm. But it was that last thing that's kind of like, eh, you know, Taylor Swift. She's young. She's in the music industry. It's not going to surprise anybody that she's attacking people that she feels like is attacking. The LGBT crowd, 
But then you had the whole depiction of Jesus and the communion thing and like, okay. I mean, even if it's not directly her idea, she approved it. Right. Or she gave into it. Mm-hmm. You, you know? think any of that was her idea, John? I I don't know. Maybe there's been an evolution as with each album where she has been more creatively involved. I, I think at her current level, what did that say? It was 2019, that mm-hmm. video. Yeah. I think at her level today may not have been back then, mm-hmm. but she's probably got a ton of creative control because she has gotten so big. And that's what's dangerous for these people. As long as it plays into the narrative. Right. It's what's so dangerous for these guys is they make these people so big because of whatever, whether you sold your soul to the devil or whatever, that it's more important to keep them in line more than ever. Otherwise, they... All right, so here's the freaky part. You can can ditch that one there, Tony, uh, that current one. And, And I want you to look at this article, okay? So apparently... There are Taylor Swift fans that are going to these concerts, like the ones we watched, mm-hmm. and they are then on the backside not remembering the concert. What? As in, they remember that they went to a Taylor Swift concert, but they don't remember the concert. I mean, did they just take some drugs or what? <laughs> no. Now keep in mind, these Swifties probably buy these tickets a year in advance, at mm-hmm. least. They pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars per ticket, and then they go to these concerts, and it's like they get put in a trance, and they don't even they don't remember specific parts of of the concert. Now I remember, or I don't remember a Sammy Hagar concert once, but uh, I think we know why, Tony. Yeah, but, but I do. Re- I do know that I've heard sound frequencies can have quite the trick on the brain. Like, they used to do commercials and purposely put dog whistles that we can't hear so your mm-hmm. dogs would yeah, hear the that's, commercial. Yeah, that's true. But do you think they're doing that at Taylor Swift concerts with oh, such dedicated know. fans? Um, I think that it is built up to where by the time you get there, you're so overwhelmed. Yeah, Swifties are kind of yeah, like You know, that. I mean, I think it's it's a whole, um, you know, everything's built around that. But is it possible that this freaky witchcraft stuff they're doing is putting these people in a trance. I know, listen, listen, listen. I know I'm getting out there, okay? I'm no, just no, entertaining the idea. No, you're not. Techno music, that's its job. Is it? Yes, there's music. There's actually a genre called trance. Hmm. Yeah, I think I knew that. You know, and, and you know, musically, it's just a drone. Yeah, I used you to know, get in trances listening to Daft Punk or something like that. I used to listen to a lot of Skrillex with P. Diddy when he was a wee little guy. Mm-hmm. We loved that stuff. Well, I mean, I, I think that uh, just that whole um, experience, I think it's it's easy to manipulate. Yeah. The person coming there, they're worshiping. In a way, they're worshiping Taylor Swift. Says post concert amnesia is real, according to uh, this 25 year old in New York. She got to hear her top choice for one of Taylor Swift's nightly surprise songs, Better Man, and the experience still feels surreal. If I didn't have the five minute video that my friend kindly took of me jamming to it, I probably would have told everyone. That it didn't happen. What? I don't know, man. I do I like just... that song better, man. By better man, better man. By the way, Leland looks like Eddie Vedder does lately going on. But not to change the subject, back to Taylor. We should do a Eddie Vedder version of Leland Live is on your radio. Leland Live is on your radio. <laughs> Our radio, radio, live on your radio. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I just wanted to uh, freaking. I just want to know what that means. I want to know what the what the amnesia deal is. Go to that next one because uh, it says the same thing. Uh, also, another Taylor Swift fans report amnesia following Eras tour or Eras show. 
says you've paid hundreds of dollars for a ticket and braved the pouring rain to watch your favorite artist perform in what should be an unforgettable evening, but three hours and over 40 songs later, you get home and realize you can't remember a thing. It sounds almost unbelievable, but many Taylor fans are claiming to suffer from post-concert amnesia. So, um, man. Okay. I've had post-concert amnesia. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there at one point, but, uh, you know, we're not talking about... I mean, Swifties are not heavy drug users. No, that uh, I know and of. a lot of them are moms and their teenage daughters. Right, so they're not even really drinking. Because, yeah. I mean, you have to remember her career spans, what, 15 years? At mm. least so you've got moms that were teenagers when she came out yeah so you know i mean it's, <sighs> it's freaking me out I yeah I'm, I'm i'm freaked out a little bit i'm scared hold me andrew <laughs> I'm have to, hold me. i need a shot i'm not holding something <laughs> just tells me these musicians are very talented they get to a certain point and then they reach that crossroads where somebody very big buys their stuff and then they have to make choices yeah mm-hmm. well i mean there's you know, and, and Spotify is real good at this. Underneath this that we're seeing is a whole world of incredible music, all different styles, um, all different uh, genres. Um, if you want to find bands that have an 80s sound nowadays, you can find all you want. But you have sure. to look underneath that floor that all that crap is going on. The floor of what they're presenting to you mm, is the best it, it, music yes, in the world. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, because they control all that. There's actually a new story uh, that they did on the, the post-concert amnesia on Inside Edition. And this is, um, I, I think this is them talking to, to Taylor Swift fans. And, and I think there's even a doctor in here or something. Play that real quick. For Swifties, seeing Taylor Swift live is a dream come true. But for some of these diehard fans, they have no memory of their concert experience. It's being called Taylor Amnesia. You heard that right. Some fans can't remember the concert they attended just moments earlier. That's what happened to 32-year-old Nicole Booz, who saw Taylor. Nicole Booz. Yeah. You spent almost a thousand dollars on a ticket yeah. right and you can't yeah. remember anything it felt like so surreal afterwards as we were leaving i was like did she play this song i don't remember this song i don't remember her doing that and just little things like that but it's i do remember going to the doctors say taylor amnesia is a very real phenomenon emotion and memory are closely intertwined and you if you have a strong emotion you can either heighten the memory or you can suppress it and the Taylor Swift concerts, it looks like. It was so exciting that they forgot a lot of it. You know what? I, I feel like I can't even believe doctors anymore. I'm going to be honest. A- after what we went through in 2020 with Ovid K, I don't know if I can trust you, lady. I don't. No, I mean, she's talking about good trauma. What? <laughs> really? Is there a good trauma? It's so exciting, I suppressed the memory. It just doesn't. Mm, it doesn't add that. up for me. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and listen, I'm not saying it's not a real thing. I I was just kidding about. I do believe the doctor that that's a thing, because the human body is a very complex and unique deal. Okay, we all know that. But you just happen to lose your memory. You happen to have amnesia while Taylor Swift is doing a séance. While she's doing a Bilderberg jig, if you will. Mm. What's next? We're going to sacrifice some babies? Some little Swifty babies? Well, you just look at the history. It's gotten worse. Can we just get back to biting the head off of bats or something, dude? Like, come on. Good old days. Good old days. That was easy. Man, yeah. Jeez. Uh, Let me do this. All right. So, uh, Tony, pull those pictures up that I I sent you. Um, Anton LaVey yes. all right, is, I think, the founder of the Sir Church of Satan. Uh, this is his daughter on the right side of this uh, picture here. That is... Wow. 
Zena LeVay. Now, I don't know about y'all, but these two look eerily similar. Is it just me? Lots of makeup. No, the, I mean... Now, obviously, they're not the same person because this the Zena, I don't even know if she's still alive. We may have to Google that, but they look eerily similar to where it could be. Okay, I'm, I'm going out here again. They're either related or we had a Benjamin Button deal and Zena has reversed her aging for a time so she could then go back and cash in on her selling her soul to the devil or whatever, or creating the Church of Satan. Go to the next one. Look at this. Look at these two. Come on. Wait, is that her? Is no that way. to the right? That's yeah, her? Yeah, that's the Xena lady on the right and Taylor Swift on the left. Dude, it looks just like... I thought that was Taylor Swift when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. That... Wow. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Go to the next one. That's Xena. Okay, I see a little difference there. Come on, let's play. Is it Xena or is it Tay Tay? Okay, that's Taylor. Yeah, that's Taylor. Well, it says it on the thing. I, I'm yeah. just kidding. We're not gonna play that. But look, Xena, Xena. But look at the similarities. Xena holding a snake. Taylor Swift's got snakes in her videos. They do a lot of things that seem to be the same. Uh, on the next one, this is from her Instagram. I want you to read the caption. Our bird's not going to be able to read it. It's too far away. <laughs> Witches be like, sometimes I just want to listen to music while pining away, sulking, staring out a window. It's me. I'm Witches. Never fear. The Willow Lonely Witch remix. It's here. What the hell does that mean? She's just saying she's a witch. And then she's got the witch vibes. Could it be... So Willow, I guess, is one of her recent songs. And maybe Willow is about a witch. I mean, if I had to guess, I would say Willow is about a relationship that ended badly. Right, because Willow that's what every movie. song's about. Yeah, Willow was a movie yeah, from like was. the 90s or something. Was it about the witches? 80s, actually, 80s. Was it that long ago? Mm -hmm. It's about witches? Uh, it's sorcery. Yeah, okay. so you know, like that, that kind of... So maybe it's a play on that. But... She would um, remember that. Yeah, go to the next one. Well, she's a Christian, right? Supposedly. Okay, all right, next one. Zena, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Taylor. there's there's Taylor Swift after uh man. Kansas City Chiefs won the uh won the super or won the AFC championship. Check out the way she's holding that cap. Oh a little you know what I'm saying? That's not that's not the WP. That is the Illuminati deal. Yeah. I know y'all think I'm crazy. I don't care. I just... Something's up. There's Chester Cheetah. Chester <laughs> Chester. <laughs> Chester the Cheetah. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all think I'm crazy? Um, y'all think I'm crazy, don't I don't you? know, because I've seen crazier things that have turned out true. Uh, exactly. I think people pin me as being like some wacko conspiracy theorist, which this is not going to help that case, but I'm really not. I'm just open-minded to what's out there. Well, I mean, you got to look at the history of music, and I mean, you can go all the way back to the 30s and the 20s. Uh, uh, drug use, alcohol use, I mean, all of these bad things. How many artists have we lost to that and i'm not talking about just you know the ones that rise to the top that you know immediately uh how many how many bands have been together for any number of years where there has not been uh, you know whether it's uh, heroin or cocaine or alcoholism nobody survives it it's nobody easy to chalk it up to having a bunch of fame and fortune and the ability to get these drugs and you're out riding the road you're partying all night and everything else but also, a lot of these, especially child stars, have noted that the trauma they've suffered in the past from abuse by Hollywood bigwigs, yeah. directors, or whatever, that that ends up driving them to using drugs. Uh, you know, if they've been put in some position that emotionally it wears on them so much, they try to numb it with the drugs. 
I mean, listen, if it if this is a, a devil thing, a Satan thing, th- what what's Satan's number one priority? To to destroy you. Mm-hmm. Like to ultimately kill you and you go down crashing in flames. Yep. And I'm saying uh a lot of people selling fear lately. That's the devil's tool. Yeah. Oh, I think th- this video right here, I think, is... Uh, yeah, this is an interview with Xena. Uh, yeah, check this out. Hello, I'm, I'm Bob Larson. Now you can let it play. Host of the nationally syndicated talk show, Talk Back. My concern about Satanism is the result of research conducted to write my book, Satanism, the seduction of America's youth. John Bird, is this what, what it looked like when you started in radio? Yeah. Revealing, <laughs> shocking, and for some of you, disturbing. But it's important information it's just you like need to it. know. In 1966, Did you ever work with that guy? A one-time carnival no, I don't recognize Anton him. Levey shaved his head, donned a hooded black robe, conducted a devil-worshipping black mass, and established the Church of Satan. LeVay's book, The Satanic Bible, which ritualized his religion, has sold more than 500,000 copies. Today, Anton LeVay is a recluse Chappelle Clayton, who grants Bigsby, no interviews, <laughs> no public pronouncements. The affairs of the Church of Satan are overseen by... Condolasis Ross! Uh, well, Mr. when do Nicholas I start? Shrek, <laughs> Send her back to Mexico, let the Mexicans eat her. Zena LeVay and Nicholas Shrek are the chief spokespersons for the Church of Satan... And they are the two people you will see me confront during this video. Whether or not you believe Okay, in so a I devil, yeah, Tony, you made the right call and I, I said here and I said, <laughs> said let the god talk. What an idiot. Here we go. Be public attention. You don't you don't have a movement without moving. See, I just see a ton of makeup of the devil has always been as a showman. Mm. And he all always musicians, Whoa. All Whoa. Artists, he chopped his ear off. As a creative way of attracting attention has always been accused of having diabolical powers. Now, but what I find interesting is, although many people like yourself might think that he was only doing it as for, for gimmick's sake and because he was a, a good showman, you also complain that he won't come and be on your show. Yeah. So now which is it? Would you rather have him be a good showman and come on your show? Well, why doesn't he come out of the closet? He's not in a closet. He's well, living his life. You're talking about musicians not, implementing yeah. this stuff in their music. Listen, he came out of the closet in 1966 so when that Anton everybody LeVay else could come out of the closet. But, but, excuse me, but he is not making his views, his doctrines, his beliefs. His views oh, and doctrines are open. available no, no. in the Satanic Bible. He's not making them open to the objective inquiry sure of, of, of the press. Of journalists, sure of, of anyone. No, he's not. I mean, the, the you are speaking for him, but he does not put himself on the line to defend he's what he believes. He's past that point. He's past that point. He, he no longer has the need to speak to the media. What's up with his hair? Certainly, it's freaking me out a little bit. Yeah. Do we know who and they're even talking about? Wait, wait, wait. Who they're the referring Christian to? Media, the Christian media is now going through its last very. I think that guy's got to be on prescriptions or something. He's just slow. Swaggered. All of the evangelists are slowly falling out of favor, and as we move into the satanic century, we're going to see Christianity's last gasp. Holy moly! Just a minute, Nicholas. Uh, you you make some broad sweeping statements that do not have statistical validation. Now, while it is true that certain televangelists have had a marked drop in their audiences, overall the growth of religious media in America is exploding. Can you quote me any statistics in regards oh, to uh, religious radio? Okay, so they're on the topic oh, of just televangelists, Christian radio stations, yada yada yada. I, I don't really know who they were talking about unless they were referring to, uh, you know. Anton LaVey went talking about he wouldn't come out of the closet and talk mm. on his own behalf. I oh, think they, that's what. They were talking about him? He was talking about himself? Yeah, Anton Because that's Anton, right? No. Oh. No, it's not. I knew that. I don't no, know. No, that's one of the spokespeople. Remember, Anton is. The dad of. The dad, yeah. Xena. Yeah, and no, he doesn't. He's. So he looks it, like a depiction of Satan. Okay. So I understood, understood head, the backstory goatee. on that. Actually, Tony, it, it, let's uh let's Google Anton LeVay mm. and let's just check out his picture. Mm. 
Because I, I don't ne- necessarily know that I can picture him right now. Oh, he looks like Gigi Allen. Yeah, it's exactly who he looks like. Okay, yeah, I'm familiar. I, yeah, I remember now. Okay. Uh, now, now look up Gigi Allen real quick. I want to show y'all how similar these guys are. Do you know Gigi Allen? Mm-mm, who is that? He's a rock star, punk rock star that used to poop on stage and throw it at the audience. I remember there that. he is. This guy? Yeah. Oh, that's a bad pick. Uh, uh, it's Gigi, just the two letters Gigi. Oh. <laughs> He's like, G! <laughs> G Willikers! <laughs> yeah, there he is. Man, he does have that Anton LaVey... Look at the one with the blood on his face. Yeah, click that. Oh, yeah, that's... that's- that's wrestling, man. His tattoo on his right shoulder. That's wrestling. Yeah, he's all about. Uh, <laughs> mm. There, here's a good one. There you go. Military yeah, he people. was he was wild. If you get your hands on a Gigi Allen documentary, mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. He always wanted to commit suicide. He fantasized about committing suicide on stage during one of his shows and blowing his brains out in front of the audience. Did he? No, I think he overdosed. Oh, my gosh. But, ah, same old story, same old song and dance. Yeah. Now, this dude was, was sick and twisted. This was a bizarre individual. Maybe, I wonder what kind of numbers we could get on YouTube if we did a Gigi Allen episode. I don't know. Is Are we going to get a copyright strike if we play some Gigi Allen? Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I mean, it depends on is this stuff still available. Oh, it's all yeah, over is YouTube. It, is it in public? Uh, but I mean, like for instance, can you go to Spotify? Or is album still in publication, or not? I don't know. That sounds really technical. Hey, let's just go to YouTube and look it up. Uh, "Bite It, You Scum" is um, one of his songs on uh, YouTube. On YouTube, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're just going. We're just going to play us a quick Gigi Allen. See what happens. "Bite It, You Scum" is that a Ballad? Oh, yes, it's a... Is that it? Yeah, that'll work. Okay. Or you can do the live. Go, Yeah, go back one and then just get the live video. There you go. This one? That'll, yeah, that'll give us more of an effect of Gigi Allen. All right. Here we go. By the way, beware of language, everybody. Make sure your kids aren't watching Gigi Allen. Where's he at? Is this a Gigi Allen tribute band? I don't know, but the resolution sucks. There he is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This dude was such a freak, man. Naked. That's right. He would Man. rip his clothes off, and he would cover himself in his own feces. Anything oh, <laughs> to make a buck, I guess. And he would break beer bottles and, like, cut himself oh, and chew on the glass. Oh, did you see that one? He literally just did that. Did you see that? Man. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Got it, got it. We're going to end up seeing Gigi Allen schlong, and then we're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to go down that road, so my apologies. Um, (laughs) Maybe we won't do a Gigi Allen podcast. I I would, yeah, I, I would not do that. Okay, so scratch that idea. Yeah. Uh, let's go back before we get out of here. I want to. Candace Owens did a video on Taylor Swift and some of her management, and I ain't watched this in full, but I I just want to tease it to kind of give us a outside of the crazy conspiracy theories about the devil and everything else. Mm. Give us some insight on the technical side or the business side of Taylor Swift, and see if it helps us make sense of the whole thing. I have to get to this. And there's so much that I want to say about this. There's no way that I'm going to have enough time. This is, I would probably say, 
the number one prediction that I have been making that divides my fans because I have a legion of Swifties that also listen to my podcast. I love you all, and I do not fault you for being Taylor Swift fans. I have her music on my iPhone. Oh, we have killed our Swiftie audience. I'm going to never listen to us again. First, say three really nice things about Taylor Swift. Okay, number one, she makes really catchy music. I like her old stuff better than yeah. We should have started with this, saying some nice things about definitely music. T Swift, talented. Number two. Two, nobody rocks a bang better than Taylor Swift. Like, I mean, that girl actually looks better with bangs every time I see the way she wears it, whether it's shaggy, whether it's straight. I think she looks phenomenal. Number three, she is incredibly hard worker. So I deeply respect how hard she works. Yada, 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 yada. I think each of her stops is three hours on stage. If you guys knew how much energy that takes to commit, Taylor Swift had us off to you're an incredibly hard worker. And now that I've gotten that out of the way so that the people that are Swifties that also love me don't get too enraged in me, I'm going to tell you my very longstanding uh, prediction about her. Taylor Swift is a ticking time bomb in conservative world. I have been saying this for a very long time. She has amassed a legion of fans. You've seen her kind of dabble her toe and say a thing here or there about politics. Uh, And Taylor Swift, it's the same age as me. We were both born in 89. So that means that Taylor Swift is just about to turn 34 years old. And we've not yet seen Taylor Swift go fully crazy because she's had boys to keep her busy. Now, aside from the fact that she switches relationships way too fast, which I think is problematic, and it is a bad example to the young women that follow her, and aside from the fact that she... uh, you know, pretty much collects friends like they're Beanie Babies. These are all things that I fault her for. The bigger issue when it comes to Taylor Swift is that she is an actual fraud. I mean, I cannot make this clear enough. Ooh, like I said, you just lost the Swifties. Might with me now, wow. But I'm telling you that I'm going to give it about five years for everything that I say to be proven right. Her entire shtick, and you know that one of the things that pains me the most, are women that infantilize themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So I just told you that Taylor Swift is 34 years old. When you hear Taylor Swift talk to her audiences, she sounds like she's a little scared girl. That's her act. I'm a little scared girl, and I need my legion of 12 and 11-year-old fans to all attack the person or the thing that I'm no longer happy with. I mean, essentially, she is a bit of a glorified bully. She's routinely makes music about individuals that she feels she's been burned by, and the way that she gets even with them, she's basically got the mean girl burn book, is she creates a catchy pop tune, and then she has a legion of people singing tunes that are that is actually about a real person, but nobody thinks about it this way, because you say, it's art. And maybe I should learn from that. Maybe what I should start doing on the show is creating catchy songs about everybody that annoys me and that I don't like. Maybe I should make a catchy pop song about transgenderism and Dylan Mulvaney. I'll try that next year but that's not going to be my stick today but i want to point you to just an example of what i'm talking about in terms of her pretending to be a little girl when in fact she is a woman okay so this is is kind of this is not really diving into what what we were going for i thought she was going to talk about the political side of it which is based on what kind of show we do here uh you know would probably be the most important point of them all and as candace owens noted Taylor Swift has not gone full-blown politics, Mm -hmm. but she has made it clear she does not like Donald Trump, and she's made it clear that she wants to vote Democrat. Now, she did this call to action with the Swifties, and I don't remember the date on this, but got 4 million people registered to vote just because she asked them to. Now, if Taylor Swift... Ask those same 4 million people to get out and cast a vote for Joe Biden, they will absolutely do it. Oh, yeah. And 4 million can easily swing a legitimate election. Mm -hmm. And so that's a danger to society. At that point, it's not about whether you like her music or it sucks or she's dating Mr. Pfizer, uh, Travis Kelsey, or whatever. It's about the power she holds when it comes to elections. And that's why a lot of people think this Kelsey Swift thing is like not even real that it's set up because you think about it, if she's putting out a diabolical message for young people or whatever, and then on top of that, Travis Kelsey is now promoting the Axvay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... That's quite the power couple you've got to deliver said message, whether it's, uh, you know, witchcraft mixed with 
axe vase. Mm-hmm. But do witches take axe vase? Do you need an axe vase if you're a witch? I, I wouldn't think so. I think you could, you know, heal thyself, as it were. True. You know, you do like a, you know, eye of newt, you know, and frog leg. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah, mix yeah. it, mix it, you know, bubble, yeah. bubble, toil and trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you do one of those deals, and you can heal yourself. I think. Uh, that's a good point. Mm. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Maybe I just made up all this. I don't even know. You're gonna wake up. And it's gonna be a dream. This whole podcast. Probably. Will be a dream. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have podcast amnesia. <laughs> like I went to a Taylor Swift concert. Here's the only thing I know. They've got it going so good and so much exposure right now. The last thing either one of that couple wants to do is ruin that. Hmm. Yeah. The the gravy train is rolling right now, so they got to keep it going. Yep. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on. I I know one thing. I'm freaked out now, and I kind of I wish we'd have picked a different topic tonight. Are our dreams going to be haunted tonight? I don't know. We're gonna find out. I don't have any show amnesia or anything. Not yet. Show's I always have yet. amnesia though. So you really do. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's gonna affect me. I won't remember it anyway. That's fine. It's yeah. fine. All right, well, uh, let me get out of here because, again, I'm freaked out. Tony Gump, any final words? Uh, Teach your kids something and don't buy them so much stuff. Good point, Tony. I'm glad you mentioned that. John Bird. I like like what he said. I'm going to come up with my my own phrase. Um, uh, Take a shower every day (laughs) and eat your vegetables. It was very prolific and good advice. Take a shower every day and eat your vegetables. That's my new catchphrase. Mm, good. Is that for the children? No. Oh no, adults too. Because oh, adults actually stink more than you know kids. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You don't think so? I mean, I I no. don't. Okay, let's get out of here. All right. <laughs> thank you guys. Thank y'all for those of you that watch live. Thank you for hanging out. Until next time, circus. <laughs>